let's do this shit. Let's let's all the other kids with the pumped up kicks. Better run, better run. Faster than my water gun. Hello, everybody, <laughs> and uh, welcome back to Fast Pass, the historical podcast in roughly uh, 30 minutes or less. As always, I'm Jason. And I'm Megan. And like Megan said last week, uh, we're going to be talking about Robert E. Lee. Robert E. Lee. You may know him from his top hits, such as I Fought in the Civil War, I Was the Head of the Confederate Succession, Secession? Secession. Secession, but he's also succeeding in being the head of the army. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but he's more than just a military man. He's a cool bean. A bean he might be, but uh, he he's <laughs> known for more than just leading the Civil War secession side of the army, something something Confederates. But um, <laughs> let's give a bitter mint. Bitter, 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 yeah, damn it! You make me think of that dog from the YouTube video, the So let's just talk about who he was as a person, and see where things go. Cool. So, Robbie was born January 19th, 1807, to a ridiculously large family. A family with military history all the way back to the Revolutionary War. So, this family has origins in the country back to 1640s, uh, when his first ancestors emigrated to the U.S. colonies from Shropshire, England. Shropshire. They moved to Virginia, and they became well-off pretty much from the start. They fell into the right places, married some rich people. Probably had some slaves slash indentured servants back then. You know, they were pretty pretty 50-50 back then. Yeah, no, they, they straight up had slaves. Of course, it's a large white family. In Virginia. In Virginia. Who would have guessed? So this isn't about the fact that they had slaves yet. This isn't about <laughs> the rest of his family. Yet. Yet. But this is about Robert. See, Robert E. Lee, also known as Robert Edward Lee, was born to General Henry Lee III, a.k.a. Light Horse Harry, and his second wife, Anne Hill Carter. I still like, don't know what to say about Light Horse. Is it because he's lighter than a horse? Because I feel like many people, weight-wise, are lighter than horses, but also it makes me think of BoJack Horseman. I, <laughs> I don't really know. Um, I'm assuming he was called Light Horse Harry because he was really fast on his horse. Oh. Because... Uh, oh, no, that... Apparently, uh, Light Horse Harry was the leader of the cavalry in the Revolutionary War and had been praised by uh, George Washington himself. Wow, George Washington being praised. Wow, so cool. He was a horrible general in the British military, but he's a hero in the American military. He's got wooden teeth. Wowie. I think the trend here is as soon as you defect, uh, defect, <laughs> defect. as soon as you defect from your prior allegiances you suddenly become a good general yeah but that'll show with lee later on. i was gonna say but didn't lee didn't the confederacy now i'm no history major here honors history major but didn't they lose the civil war whoa too soon we just got to this man being born oh sorry spoilers jeez <laughs> like these people didn't learn it in middle school high school college college literally any history class ever <laughs> about america which is most history classes because we're full of ourselves. We are. Um, so, Light Horse Harry is something praised by General Washington. But otherwise, the family's, uh, there's a lot of stupid, crazy shit that goes on. Uh, like, for example, his father going to debtor's prison. Um, his sister or cousin or something and her major drug addiction. Same. Um, them having to sell a lot of their property. Me too. A neighbor of theirs making a book to disgrace the entire Lee family. Mm -hmm. And then uh, either the father, a brother, or a cousin 
writing a book back talking shit about the guy who wrote the first book. <laughs> like, it, it's crazy. Like, I've done a lot of research, and his family would make an episode by themselves. An episode of keeping up with the Kardashians, but keeping up with the Lees because they're also ridiculously wealthy. But I also want to say it's pretty on brand of this family for the dad to go to debtor's prison because I feel like it was a trend in the 16, 1700s. If you were, you were not a man, unless you gambled away your entire family's money, put them at risk of being thrown out of their house and you getting yourself thrown into debtor's prison, it was like you weren't, you couldn't get a punch card. It was like <laughs> 10 punches, you get out of debtor's prison for free. I mean, it was crazy because this happened like late 1700s, early 1800s. Yep. And then he ended up, as soon as he got out of debtor's prison, he ended up getting injured in a riot in, I think, Boston. <laughs> and then from there, he went to an island in the Caribbean so that he could uh, get away from everything. Because wasn't the the thought back in the day that if you go on like vacation, quote unquote, to like a faraway area yeah. that it will heal you yeah but only for men women they had to be stuck in a room with curdled milk and raw meat so harry <laughs> went on vacation when lee was just a little baby and uh yeah he hadn't gone home and he and he died oh my while, god while abroad so he his he was like see a dad have a good trip and then they're like your father's dead and he's like oh papa i mean yeah so literally Robert's dad died when he was just 11 years old. Yikes. And he left the family like to go on this uh, healing vacation when I think he was maybe five. Oh, wow. Yeah. And there's only one instance of his father writing a letter with Robert's name in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they had a lot of kids because they didn't have a couch and not. I mean, they didn't have a TV. And I guess what else do you do back then? But read books, philosophize and fuck. You could go outside or do what the rest of the family does and fight in a fucking war. I mean, didn't he, though? Yeah, he did. But then he came back and went to debtor's prison. Probably should have stayed there longer. <laughs> Shit. Robert's dad died when he was 11 years old, like I said before. And it would be seven years later that Robert would enlist at West Point mm. after a relative of his wrote letters of support for him to go to a school to uh, John C. Calhoun. So apparently those letters spoke little of his education. <laughs> but spoke mainly of his family history, which is pretty much all that you need considering everyone fought in, like, wars and shit. Word. But he spent four years at West Point Academy and was what I would consider um, a total nerd. Me too. So Aww. he graduated second in his class and received no demerits at all. So this nerd had a clean record and did nothing wrong ever. Me too, Robert. I mean, if he didn't go to a milica military academy, he would have been a complete perfect example of the stereotypical poindexter back in like 1820 or so jason has here that i'm supposed to mention that i <laughs> graduated summa cum laude so you put summa cum latte <laughs> look dude i don't know how to spell that i didn't graduate with a fancy <laughs> summa cum latte i once want to make a latte a summa cum latte summa cum latte <laughs> God, okay. <laughs> so homie graduates from West Point. Good for you. And then he gets married in 1831 to Mary Custis. Now, Mary Custis would be just like some other woman in history no. and just like washed over. But uh, she happened to be the granddaughter of Martha Washington. Wow, they're really keeping it in the family. Like Robert was like, hey, Washington was like, hey, Robert's dad, you're pretty fucking lying on your horse. And then he's like, I'm going to marry your granddaughter. Pretty much. So Martha married George Washington's second, and Mary came from uh, Martha's first marriage. Wow. 
which is so they're not blood related. But that's related to Washington. But like, like on a Tinder they, profile, they're, they're related to Washington. Of eighteen, whatever this is, I'd put like related to the great Washington, and then you'd probably get a lot of swipes. Yeah, dude has a lot of accolades in his family. Like, oh, he's related to uh, the president. He's related to like a bunch of other fancy people. Like um, a chief justice, a couple signers of the Declaration of Independence. No big deal. The goddamn first president of the United States. This guy's flexing up and down. Like this dude is aristocracy to the max. But yeah, since he got married, him and his wife decided to get freaky and pushed (laughs) out seven kids. Three boys, Custis, Rooney, and Rob, and four girls, Mary, Annie, Agnes, and Mildred. Yeah. (laughs) I'm, I'm just saying... In uh, TVs, everyone, TVs. Go outside. <laughs> Go outside. Get some fresh air. Read a book. Fish. Do, uh, do something other than pushing out seven kids. I mean, I feel bad for that woman. I can't even imagine pushing out one of them. I mean, I think the craziest part is they probably didn't even raise these kids. They probably had like nannies or something. Or slaves. They were, do they have slaves? They did have slaves. Or slaves. Slaves, nannies. Like they could afford to push their kids off to somebody else. <laughs> um, which is exactly what Robert did when he decided... Um, to prove his uh, intelligence and his education from West Point. And uh, in 1846, Lee joined the U.S. as we went to war with Mexico. Oh, we bring it there. So he served as captain under General Winfield Scott. Um, He fought in many battles, such as Veracruz, Churubusco, and Chapultepec. Mm -hmm. Um, He was praised for his work, receiving many brevet promotions. I also Googled what brevet means. (laughs) I was about to ask. And Merriam-Webster says a brevet is, quote, a commission giving a military officer a higher nominal rank than that for which pay is received, which is pretty much he was promoted, but he wasn't paid for the promotion. Oh, so he was like America now. Like, I feel like everyone gets like those. They're like, oh, you got a promotion. You're like, oh, am I getting paid more? They're like, ha. Yeah. That's basically, yeah. More responsibility, but none of the money that comes with it. Because why do you need money? I don't, personally. I, mean, he, I He probably doesn't need I'm a money. vagabond. I live on the streets. My name's not even Megan. I just took it from someone. Because I'm the, not poor. Is that how that works? You I, just, like, swipe somebody's name? You find someone poorer than you, take their name, and it's like, all right, cool, I'm good. Well, I guess I got to find someone poorer than me to steal another name, and then we'll have a different intro. So, after the war with Mexico, Robert returned home before going back to West Point. Mm. And he ended up being appointed the superintendent of West Point in 1852. Mm. Three years later, he was made lieutenant colonel of the 2nd Cavalry Division, which moved him to West Texas. Mm. From West Point to West Texas. Mm. Great. And the man who gave him his role uh, was the then Secretary of War, Jefferson Davis. Who was a little bitch, by the way. This isn't, this isn't scripted, but I'm going to go off script for a moment here. <laughs> because he was, the vi- he was the president of the Confederacy, right? And his vice president is also a little shit. Because they were like, why did you guys start the Civil War? And this motherfucker, the, the VP of the Confederacy, was like, because slaves are not equal to us. And everyone who's out here like, oh, like, it was just... Uh, I don't even know what the fuck they say the Civil War was fought over now. Oh, it was uh, taxes. It was tariffs. It was... uh, And, like, this motherfucker literally just said, he was like, no, it's because black people are less than us, which is stupid. And And it's stupid that, like, you can literally find that quote verbatim, and they still have textbooks being like, it was just... We had different views on things. Yeah, like, people being fucking people. End rant. Sorry. Fuck so, Jefferson Davis. 
1859, Robert E. Lee was on leave and got pulled into a small scuffle in Harper's Ferry, which Mm. is part of what is now known as West Virginia. So in October 1859, there was an incident led by a man named uh, John Brown, who led a raid on the armory there in Harper's Ferry. It sounds so familiar. Wow. See, even though Lee was on leave, he was given command of a detachment of Marines and alongside Second Lieutenant Jeb Stewart. um, It's not Jeb Stewart. It's J.E.B. Stewart. Uh, they hunted down and captured John Brown and his men. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then according to the timeline, we're, if you look at it closely, we are really close to the American Civil War getting ready to just kick off. But I just want to point something out right quick. In a book called The Confederate and Neo-Confederate Reader, the, quote, great truth about the, quote, lost cause, which is, a book, <laughs> which is a book by James W. Lowen and Edward H. Sebesta, it states early in the introduction that Robert E. Lee eloquently wrote about how, secedi- how seceding was a bad idea. <laughs> wow. And how James Longstreet, another Confederate general, became, uh, quote, became a Republican and favored equal rights. So they didn't even have to. Like after the war. Oh, oh, after the war. It took after a whole war. war. It took 500,000 people dying. One of the bloodiest, the bloodiest American war because we were literally fucking fighting each other yeah. for them to be like, hmm, maybe oh, this is, wow, equal rights? That, you know what? Maybe. Uh, uh, eh, 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 ah. So, April 20th, 1861 rolls around and the Civil War just kicks off. Yep, in, uh, in uh, South Carolina because he wouldn't mm-hmm. move his fucking boat. South Carolina starts it all. And then everything and everyone else just follows. So Civil War kicks off. Lee steps down from his position. And then three days later is appointed commander-in-chief of the military and naval forces of Virginia. Three days later? Three days later. They work fast. Oh, yeah. And then on May 14th, he's promoted to brigadier general because that was the highest they were allowed to promote people to at Mm -hmm. the time. And then just not too long after, he becomes just a full-on general. Jefferson Davis was like... I don't fuck with these rules now. I'm the motherfucking Confederacy. Yup. So now the war's in full swing. Lee's a general. And with his title and position, he's able to make some influence. Just a little bit of influence. Okay, a lot of influence. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> over very prominent people in very prominent battles. People like uh, Thomas Stonewall Jackson. Ew. And. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Damn. I have a lot of feelings about the Civil War. Damn. I can tell. <laughs> And then one of, when one of his uh, presiding officers got injured, he ended up taking the lead on the Battle of Seven Pines. He was also involved in the battle, uh, mm. the Second Battle of Bull Run, yep. the Battle of Chancellorsville, Gettysburg, and the Battle of the Wilderness. But it's, it's been said that Lee was too headstrong and would often fight on in battles despite them being a losing effort. <laughs> it was like, thank you guys for fighting with me. I know we should retreat, but fuck that shit. People viewed him as being too bloody-minded like direct quote bloody-minded but honestly i just think that he couldn't accept the fact that he lost probably a narcissist maybe he i don't think he could just accept the fact that he lost so he's literally just fuck it i'm gonna keep going you can't stop me (laughs) you're not my real dad you're not my dad (laughs) he misses his dad clearly (laughs) who died when he was 11 rip so the South lost too many times and the war effort fell apart. I'm literally just skipping through the entire Civil War. Good, because... Because we, there's a lot of shit that goes on. We don't have time on. for the many rants I would go on. Yeah. So General Lee surrendered to General Ulysses S. Grant at... App, uh, Appomattox Courthouse. Appomattox Courthouse in Virginia. On April 9th, 1865, 
the South had officially surrendered. So, so the war is finally over, but Lee had another battle to fight. What, what kind of battle do you mean, Jason? See, President Lincoln had pardoned Lee after the war, but he couldn't go home because his estate in Arlington, Virginia, had been surrounded by a national <laughs> cemetery for fallen Union soldiers. Yikes. Which is essentially just a big-ass middle finger to Lee. It's like, hey, all the property around your house, it's going to be cemetery. full of dead bodies from the people that you've killed. Oh, that. Oh, so Arlington right now is his old house. Yeah. Wow, that's such a... <laughs> it's a big fucking <laughs> middle what, finger Lincoln? to Lee. I don't really like you, but that's pretty fucking sweet. So a month later, um, President Andrew Johnson, because, you know, Lincoln got assassinated to and death. all that. Um, he issued a proclamation of amnesty and pardon to anyone who participated in the, quote, rebellion against the nation. The proclamation stated roughly that anyone who participated was allowed to maintain ownership of the property they held prior to the fight, except for slaves. Mm -hmm. um, and they were allowed to remain citizens of the Union as long as they had renewed their vows to the protection of the Union and the United States, swearing to uphold the Constitution and follow all laws. That's... I mean, that sounds like uh, almost they gave... Uh, what, do, what do I want to say here? That's too easy. Like, you don't want to say <laughs> it's like a slap on the wrist? It is. It's like it's like when big businesses like uh, leave oil, like a bunch of oil in the ocean, they're like, oh pay a million dollars and they're like okay well i make a million dollars a minute so like slap on the wrist haha ha, won't do it again but at the same time this is a war where everybody lost a lot of people yeah well they, they pretty much pardoned them because like who else are you gonna get like we have no one left like lincoln oh i don't want to get into it the but i'm war going to effort literally just halved the population pretty much that's it's like a, you just got thanos snapped yeah that's why lincoln made the gettysburg address that's why he he uh <laughs> freed all those slaves because he needed people to fight in the war he's going to ship them off to haiti afterward but that's the conversation for another day yeah so this uh amnesty pardon proclamation thing had a few exceptions though um and that is for people who tortured prisoners of war mm. or those who volunteered to fight oh. uh, those who have broken a previous amnesty oath or those with a taxable property above twenty thousand dollars and lastly Anyone above the rank of colonel in the army or lieutenant in the navy. So... Oh, my God. Yeah, motherfucker lost his citizenship. Oh, wow. How do you like me now, Lincoln is saying. No, well, Lincoln's dead. Johnson's saying. Like, he got pardoned by Lincoln, and then Johnson's like, no, fuck you. <laughs> and it's not too much later on that Johnson... Everyone's like, fuck you, Johnson. You're getting impeached. Yeah, so Lee being a general is one of these exceptions. And he lost his citizenship, and... All of these exceptions had to apply for their amnesty. They had to send in like an application, fill out an oath of amnesty. So Robert sent his application to Ulysses Grant, like straight to Ulysses Grant. Like, hey, here's my application to be a citizen again. Mm -hmm. And then he wrote a letter to President Johnson in June of 1865. And on October 2nd, of huh. 1865, Lee signed his amnesty oath. And on the same day, he was inaugurated as president of Washington College in Lexington, Virginia. Oh, what a good day for him. Yeah, except uh, he's still not a citizen. I'm sorry? Yeah. He, he, no, he literally did everything he was supposed to. Yeah, he did everything he was supposed to, but he's not a citizen. See, his oath of amnesty was lost. <laughs> Quote, unquote, uh, lost. Supposedly, his secretary, the secretary of state at the time, William H. Seward, 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 gave away Lee's oath of amnesty to a friend who was part of the State Department. Just as a souvenir. <laughs> so he didn't receive a citizenship. Badass. Badass. He was he was fucked over 
because some dude's like, hey, take this gift. Here's a souvenir. Robert E. Lee's a little bitch. So Robert E. Lee fucked over. He's not a citizen. And now he's a president of Washington College University. But whatever. not a citizen. Not a citizen. So apparently Lee, uh, when he got the position of uh, president of Washington University, he didn't want to get paid too much. So he literally is like, no, nah, I want to get paid like $1,800, which is like apparently a huge decrease from what it was supposed to be mm-hmm. because he said after like this really bloody war, I don't think I should be, be being paid any money, but he had to get paid something. Mm-hmm. So he gets paid like a lot less than what he was worth. Fast forward a few years and they found it. They found <laughs> his uh, citizenship amnesty oath thing. And by a few years, we're fast forwarding. I mean, like 1970. That's a whole hundred years later. Yeah. So they found it hidden <laughs> deep in the State Department. So Seward's a, t- a total dick. And it wasn't until August 5th, 1975. President Gerald Ford. That President Gerald Ford posthumously granted Lee his citizenship. <laughs> wow. Gerald Ford, 1975. He had You're... to grant Lee his citizenship. Better late than never, as they say. So Lee, after the war, is personally involved with like a bunch of his students at Washington University, and I don't mean he's fucking them. That's what I thought you were meaning. I was like, oh. So like he's personally involved with the students. He wanted to make sure that the future generations would have bright futures and that they would have a desire to create, quote, a new generation of Americans. So he wants them to fuck. I think that he wants them to be loyal to the country. Oh, well, he's the one who was like, look, guys, let's not talk about the Confederacy okay, anymore. And, and also should fuck. <laughs> but um a bitter widow of the war on the confederate side wrote him about how she felt of like everything that's going on and he just responded quote dismiss from your mind all sectional feeling and bring your children up to be americans yeah he, he straight up said hey secession's over like it's it's done the war is over just accept the fact that we're here we're, we lost we lost the war i think that's well, I, like I said, I don't like the Civil War, but I always did respect him for being like, it's done. Like, like shut the fuck up about it. He's not a sore loser. He's like, yeah, yeah, no, we lost. That's what happens. And I'm pretty Suck sure, it up. did he even want to be a part of the war? Um, He didn't really want to be part of the That's war. That's what I'm saying. But because Virginia was part of the war and he held... Land. He held land in Virginia and he held, uh, like, responsibility over Virginia because that's where he's living... He's like, okay, I have to participate in this. This yeah. is where I have to be. Again, that's why I like respect him out of everyone because he was like, don't really want to do this, but I did it anyway, which like you could have still said no. But then he was like, guys, let's shut, let's shut up about it. I mean, people let's, still, let's chill. Let's, people let's will relax. still be like, the Confederacy was great and it's 2019. Like if Robert E. Lee said to shut the fuck up and do what Robert E. Lee says. Lee's completely against the creation of commem- commemorative battle sites like the one at Gettysburg. Mm. He was like outspoken against it. He's like, hey, don't fucking do this. So one of the professors at Washington University, which I should mention was later renamed the Washington and Lee University, said this, quote, he really did believe that those were public events and public commemorations that might cause additional amnesty between the North and the South. Animosity. I meant to say animosity between the North and the South. And lastly, Robert E. Lee refused to wear his Confederate uniform again, and he absolutely refused to be buried in it. Lee passed away October 12th, 1870, and uh, he was, in fact, not buried in his uniform, and the rest is history. 
Great. Thank you guys for joining us. We hope you check us out for the next one. If you have any requests, don't be afraid to DM us on Twitter. We're at FastPast1 or email us. We'll actually check our email, fastpasspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time. Bye-bye.